Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Bold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Divity. I almost forgot what show we were hosting. Oh. <laughs> It'd be weird if it's something else, like Happy Cast or something. <laughs> Not like Our, I have other podcasts, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our fake spots this week is Mistletoads Kiss Your Sweetie Without Giving Her Warts. Or exploding her face. Toads. I don't know. Missiles. <laughs> don't explode her face with warts. Don't people oh, lick yeah. toads to get some kind of psychedelic experience? Yes, psychedelic toads. Um, I wouldn't say people. I'd say some people. <laughs> some people are included in the set of people. Yeah, but yes. not all people. Well, I don't I think say all implied people. that everybody does it. Okay. So, uh, does the psychedelic toad is it constantly tripping or? Oh, it licks itself. I think, it, I think it's just clumsy. Maybe they lick each other. TMI, man. <laughs> so my cellular telephone has, for probably the last year, been finicky about what charging cord I can use, and then the other day it just all together would not charge with any cord. You don't have any lint in your little charging port? No, I even cleaned it out. So, I got a new phone the other day. Yay! It's a Google Pixel. Oh, is it the 7? 7 Pro. Nice, I've been thinking about upgrading from the 6 to the 7, but I don't know if I should. I'll wait for the 8, maybe. Well, I went from a 3A to a 7 Pro. So It's a big jump. And my bill went down. Oh, even though nice. I you love that. Financed the phone. So they gave me $400 for my phone that wouldn't charge, which wow. was almost half the price of the phone. And then 
that was going to make the phone like $15 a month, zero interest. But in order to get the full 400, I had to upgrade my unlimited plan to the next one up. But that right. made my data plan on my tablet and my home internet plans both go down. And okay. so I am, I think I'm paying like $5 less a month than I was. <laughs> and I have a brand new phone. So that's, that's, just, that's always sense. nice when it works out that way. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I've been <laughs> watching... I watched the first four Star Trek movies recently. And I just watched yeah. the fourth one the other day. And oh. was unpleasantly surprised oh so there's a, a famous scotty line in towards the end of the movie can you guys think of what it is after Could there be whales here yeah so that's what i was gonna say what's the full line do it in a scotty voice uh hold you got this no i can't do this <laughs> I'm not sure I can't either on the spot like this. Come on, you were talking about becoming Scottish accented recently. Didn't mean I had. <laughs> you can try. There'd be whales here. Well, he's addressing someone. Oh. Spock, there's <laughs> whales here. No. Kurt, uh, Cap Bones. Cap. Cap, there's whales. There'd be whales here. Okay. Dr. McCoy, there's some so, whales. There'll no. be whales. There's no here, right? Steve said what I always thought the quote was. Captain, there'll be whales here. No. Kirk is this not is... a captain in that movie. Admiral. He says, Ad Admiral, there'll be whales here. I was like, really? what? Oh. I've been saying Don't... that line wrong. Well, it's like the, the Luke, I'm your father. That doesn't say it happened. So, no, I am your father. It's crazy how, like, if anybody had bet me $100, I would have said that he says captain. I'm surprised you remembered in the heat of the moment mm. that it was Admiral, not a captain. Yeah. Well, well it's in the script. They're calling That's him. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling him Admiral the entire movie. Well, two, yeah. three movies. Well, they'll probably thought he deserved it, probably. He's an Admiral in Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he an admiral at the start of um the motion picture as well? Because he yeah. went and took over the captainship of the Enterprise from when he Decker. Was... Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was. He's an admiral in all those movies until the end of the fourth movie, he gets demoted to captain. Right. Hmm. That's what he wanted. Yep. I have a start really good movie i have a star trek story too okay so yesterday i sat down to watch um star trek voyager mm. and i turned on paramount plus and i started the episode and neelix is speaking in german oh i didn't know first, he I'm german like, yeah i'm like wow that's <laughs> i wonder if the crew he's to is german and he's just 
trying to be nice and speak in their language. Well, but then I noticed that the dubbing wasn't exact. So I'm like, wait a second. They wouldn't <laughs> dub him if he was going to speak German. And sure enough, the entire episode, well, it just kept going in German. <laughs> so I'm like, what the heck? I think your universal translator's broken. I think so. <laughs> it might drop be. It? it wouldn't so charge you. I, yeah. I got a... <laughs> I got a newer, well, it's an old TV, but a new to me TV recently. And we had to get a Roku because mm-hmm. it wasn't a smart TV. Mm-hmm. And so I started Googling, you know, <laughs> Star Trek is in German. And it was a common search phrase, apparently. <laughs> wow. Other people have had this issue where it just, for some reason, Star Trek comes in in German. Because I tried other shows on Paramount and they were in English. <laughs> huh. Maybe there wasn't so a did, German version of Well, it. I found I found the instructions on how to change the language on a show in on the Roku mm. and which buttons to push and stuff. So I got it back into English, but I thought that was very <laughs> weird that they would just start playing in German. <laughs> yeah, so we bought a movie a few years ago on Amazon and then we we're trying to watch it again sometime later and the descriptive mm-hmm. audio was on and i couldn't <laughs> i've had that happen. figure out how to turn it off you can't get rid of it it's a i even contacted amazon's customer support and while i was chatting with them on the computer i figured it out mm. i had to change the audio language from english american version to english new zealand version and that made the descriptive audio go off, That's and really everything good. else was normal. Wow, we watched weird. it. We went, I think I probably told this story, but we rented a DVD back when that was a thing. Maybe it was a Blu-ray. Um, and we watched the first half hour and thought, "This is a really avant-garde Disney movie that they're <laughs> describing everything that's happening." Because we didn't know that was a thing. Descriptive audio. I don't know what that was. Yeah. And then my wife saw the room. We were screwed. She. We paused it so we could use the bathroom or something, and we're looking through the menus. I'm like, descriptive audio, what's that? I turned it off, and all of a sudden, it was a normal movie. It was like, that was really strange. <laughs> I What would be funny is if you switch to the um, English New Zealand, and then all of a sudden, Reese Darby started doing the descriptive the audio. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie did have Hugo Weaving in it, but he's oh. Australian, isn't he? I don't know. We can probably find out. Yeah, my first time encountering oh, the descriptive audio was watching Big Bang Theory one time. And I'm just like, this is a weird choice for the episode. <laughs> He's an English actor. Born oh. in Nigeria. He has resided in Australia for the entirety of his career. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, I okay. was sure he was from Australia. Okay. I don't know. The movie I thought was he was from the Matrix. Yeah, he's a he's actually a computer program. What was that <laughs> movie he was in? Oh, Mortal Engines. Mm. Oh, I couldn't watch Matrix, it for just for quite a while because every time I tried, the descriptive audio was on. Oh man, it's annoying. Yeah, and I had I mean we watched it when we first bought it and it was fine. It was like a year later we went to watch it again. And mm. it was wouldn't turn off. But we got it figured out. Weird. Weird stuff. Yep. 
So do you remember last week and I was telling you about the uh, my canvas or uh, canopy uh, carport not holding up to the snow? Mm-hmm. So that bent one of the poles, which is ironic since I'm Mr. Pulled, but yeah. <laughs> but so we had a a lot of rain last week overnight, mm-hmm. and because of the bent pole, it provided a way for there to be a uh, a basin to form and fill with water, <laughs> which bent another pole, Whoa. which caused the other side to also fill up with water. So by the time I looked outside Saturday morning, um, there were three poles bent. It was Um, kneeling to you. One of the, yeah, it was kneeling away from me. Oh. (laughs) One of the basins was so full of water that it was resting on the tonneau cover of the truck. That's how far down it was going. Because... As it filled with water, it pulled the canvas back over the frame. So, oh, yeah. So first, I tried bailing, but the I was just the wire getting myself wet. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, with a bucket. But I was just getting myself wet and not making a lot of progress. So then I had the brilliant idea of uh, I found this little tube, and I stuck one end in there and started a siphon. Nice. So it was draining out of this little tube, which you know I was pretty proud of myself about, but it was taking forever. Yeah. <laughs> like it probably would have taken all day. <laughs> so a bigger tube. I, yeah, I guess I didn't have anything bigger. Um, so finally I just could you know unhooked the canvas from one of the poles and that loosened it up enough that the water was able to all drain out. But. I would have just got underneath and pushed up. Um, it was way too heavy. Oh, I tried that. That was the first thing I tried. Ah, gotcha. And the the water was just so heavy that I could not push it up far enough. Well, no wonder the poles are raining. Yeah. <clears throat> what? I said, how heavy is it? I didn't weigh it. Uh, it was the weight of two adult humpback whales. Now, what's the weight of water? What's well, the gravity of water? Uh, I don't remember. Like I'd look it up, but my computer is still rebooting. Five, four pounds a gallon? 8.34 pounds per Eight. gallon. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in there. At least there wasn't chlorine in there. That's 20.77 gallon, pounds per gallon. Well, and you know, when I... Started the siphon. I got some of the water in my mouth. It tasted pretty good. It was, you know, had a oh, little I bit of. Uh, ask how you started the siphon. By sucking. <laughs> it tastes much better than gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, and, and there was some pine needles in there, so it was like a you know. Oh, like, like you could call tea. it. Yeah, uh, you could call it a mild tea. <laughs> I use a <laughs> siphon like the pickup I'm working on. I drain the radiator into a five gallon bucket and to get it back into the radiator when I'm done, I use a siphon, mm-hmm. but I don't is suck how, on it. I just put how, the whole tube in the bucket and then plug the end, pull it out, oh. and put it in the radiator and then unplug it. And then it flows. So you should have done that. You should put the whole tube in the. Yeah. In the puddle. 
mm. basin and plug the end. You got to get all the air out of the tube. Yeah. Plug the end uh, and then just pull it over and below the depth of the... Gravity will do the rest. Yep. And let gravity go to work. It's actually air pressure. Yeah. That's true. What? Yeah. Which is caused by gravity ultimately, but whatever. Right. Which is caused <laughs> by the Earth. So is really the it's, Earth helps causes the siphon. It was caused mm. by the Big Bang. Yeah. Yeah. So I bent the poles as straight as I could. <laughs> and I tightened down the canvas so that it wouldn't pull over the top again. Mm-hmm. And then I had these really lightweight, thin slats. Oh. Um, they had it. been. You staved it? Yeah. So I put them up underneath the canvas just to keep it oh from more taut dipping yeah so it's not like a structural thing at all at the free. bent tube so they wouldn't rebend well i actually the the worst one i took a one of those metal stakes that you use for horseshoes mm-hmm. since my son lost my other one mm, just having yeah, one is useless uh, he took it to this big country western musical thing. It was like a week long, and somebody stole it. Apparently, oh. I killed somebody with it. Probably. Anyway, I used that to. Yeah, you know I those put it country western fans. <laughs> very yeah, murderous. I put it inside the tube. Um, just oh, inside, nice. Yeah. So, so far, well, we haven't had. In rain since then, but so far it's been holding up. You should just pack the tubes with sand. That'd make them harder to bend. Um, hmm. or pack them with concrete powder and then put water in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would Ooh, yes. lead. Sounds like lead. a great idea. Lead. Melt, melt uh, lead oh, into them. How about uranium? Oh, that's <laughs> even heavier. <laughs> Plus, it will keep your car warm. Truck warm. Yeah. Yeah. No more scraping windows. I don't. Well, I haven't scraped any windows. Doesn't have to because of the cover. So That's true. <laughs> oh, I is that what keeps someone... my windows clear? Yep. Covering <laughs> I saw they were selling this uh, car windshield cover for snow. And I was like, we yeah. Don't a, do we don't have a towel? <laughs> Cheaper. Just as works just as good. Anyway. Uh, I like so to use a son, wet towel. Oh. You could put a fitted wet sheet blanket. it would cover all the windows. Oh, yeah. My rip trying to get it off, though. Yeah. You just cover it with clear plastic, and then you don't have to take it off. Oh, I was using crepe paper. <laughs> didn't work very well. Use wax paper. It's like, uh, looks oh, like I- there's a car... <laughs> I discovered that if I bake no big cookies and you put them on just parchment paper and not wax paper, it's way Uh-oh. better. Really? Yes. Or does it? No, it's Why? way better. Oh. It doesn't leave like little waxy spots on my table. Oh. Oh. You can't see where the cookies are, and they come on. They set up in like half an hour. 
and that came right off. It was it was great. I was like, well, why have we been doing wax paper just because of historical? That's what mom used. So if I was to use like a copy of the um, Declaration of Independence that's on parchment, would that work? Yeah, probably. Was it on mm-hmm. parchment? That's probably what it was originally. I don't used know. For. They I don't think probably... it was on parchment. It's on a. It's on like a animal skin. I'm pretty that sure. One? Well. Yeah. I can't they, look it up. To, they had probably to finished check you. their no bake cookies it. and then decided to write the declaration on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should try. You should try using vellum to put your no bake cookies on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's reusable. Yeah. I do have some sheets that I use on the grill. I could probably just do that, like to, I don't know. fiberglass ones. No, they're like flimsy. It yeah. would probably do the same thing for cookies. Probably. Plastic. I just let it set up in the pot and then eat it with a spoon. <laughs> there you, <laughs> hey, there you go. So much trouble. Could you imagine? I, I have discovered <laughs> that I need to just boil it until it t- goes to the right color mm. uh, and not time it. Because if we just go. Unless you make sure it's fully boiling before you time it, then it's okay, probably. Mm. But based on location and humidity, altitude. humidity it, uh, and altitude, it can change how they set up. <laughs> I don't want to make cookies. Those are really yummy. I know. I was just thinking, fast. man, I haven't had no bakes in a while. I probably bought Did some put oatmeal. peanut butter in them? We were talking about using or trying uh, strawberry Nestle Quick instead of chocolate. Mm. Interesting. That's good. That's crazy. And my son's like, "Well, you, you could replace the peanut butter with uh, like pureed banana." I was like, "That would be. Mm. That should not be the same." I'm sure it would set up. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, it's almond butter. It's not like the stuff's like you know expensive Ooh. to experiment with. Instead yeah. of peanut butter, use lard. <laughs> Instead of oats, use sawdust. Oh, yeah. Packing peanuts. <laughs> circus peanuts. Oh, yeah, circus um, peanuts. That's <laughs> like people make uh, Rice Krispie treats, but with, like, roast, or Lucky Charms. Captain Crunch. I was thinking Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. Oh, totally. I never thought of that. We make them with pebbles. That would oh, put marshmallows like in it. Oh, marshmallows are good. Pebbles are Does not it the work same the as same? Lucky Charms. Marshmallows anyways. It's melted marshmallows. <laughs> Does it work the same with grape nuts? <laughs> oh, I'm going to break your teeth. <laughs> Try my grape nut popcorn balls. Okay, man. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try to um, get onto Skype with my computer now. Okay, then we don't have to just look at your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Does the camera not go down to your face? <laughs> He's gone. Uh, I was going to talk about... Um, hey. Oh, I mean... So, uh, my son took and passed his written driving test last oh, Saturday. Oh, good. Um, so, beforehand, I went and found a driving test cheat sheet website, it said, so you could go through, like, practice questions. Mm-hmm. And so I did, like, three of them, trying to beat my best time and number. Um, I passed every time. So I was like, well, so it's not true that someone 
that has just driven for a long time and hasn't taken a written test forever can't pass it. It's pretty. Well, those were pretty self-explanatory. Some of the questions are poorly written. He Driving says he was successful. Test. Yeah, he said he was successful this time because there's only one pot question and one bicycle question. Where previous, he's like, it felt like a quarter of the test was like questions about pot, alcohol, and bicycles. He's like, that doesn't <laughs> affect me. Sounds like a great mix. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of fell into uh, Paul's trap of, you know, doing a, it's basically a quiz, online mm-hmm. quiz, and then trying to beat your best time and your best result. I was like, because <laughs> that one, that's, that website I found actually kept like a leaderboard. So oh. it would keep you with other people that got the same number of questions right, but then break you by your time. Oh, cool. Uh, like the best was like a 40 out of 40 in like three minutes. I was like, wow, that is quick. You know, the ATF was going to split off and form a new group called Pot, Alcohol, and Bicycles. <laughs> Pab? Pab. Pab. You should make an APB, Alcohol, Pot, and Bicycles. Put an <laughs> APB out with the APB. I guess that'd be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we ran into a, a a word at work that is on a form, um, and is one place they gave the definition said it was an acronym, but I couldn't find any. I even went back to like old documents that have old acronyms. I searched the web, couldn't find this acronym anywhere. The word is squib. Isn't that a type of kick? Like that is a type of kick. That is the third definition in the American Heritage Dictionary. A squib is like a shot, something you put in like a musket, right? An explosive. Yeah, it's a little charge. That's the first definition. The second definition is like a uh, a lampoon or a small phrase that's a lampoon. So like a, a quip, mm. like a witty quip or something. Which is the only thing I can think of because it's like when you're requesting another group to give you some verbiage that you have to put in your instruction verbatim. That's a squib. Hmm. Never heard of it. But I think it's something that's just like so old that no one knows what it means anymore. <laughs> I, I made, I made an attempt at coming up with different uh, things the acronym could mean. <laughs> I thought a squib was like, if you're trying to say squid, but you have a fat lip or something. <laughs> that's a squib. I'm going to look at the squib. So anyways, he uh, passed his test, his driving test. Now I just have to take the written, or the, he passed driving the written part. test. The driving part should be easy. He's been, I mean, it's not like he hasn't been driving. He drives with us all the time. Mm. And he drives manual transmission cars with no problem. And Yeah. My son just has to take his driving part. But Hopefully they don't take it at the same time and run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And my daughter can now take driver's training and get oh. her permit. Nice. nice. That's really You should cool. try to get hers before your son's. That's what we've <laughs> been teasing him with is like, hey, if you don't do this, your sister's going to get hers first. <laughs> uh, at least now she can go in and take the class in person because oh, doing yeah. it online with my son was a fiasco because he attended every class like we made sure and then we got done we're like okay he needs to take his test and they're like 
Oh, he just... missed three classes. And we're like, what? Uh, no, he didn't. And they made us have him retake them. My goodness. And one of them had a quiz at the end, but he'd already taken the quiz. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't take the quiz again, and they counted him as missing that class because he didn't take the quiz again. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. So he had I to take my laptop in there class. and say, look, I'm logging in right here. He had to take that one again That's and so take annoying. the quiz again. <laughs> like, okay, if she goes to the class, then they'll know she's there. Yeah. yeah my son no, went hopefully. to the physical class, but then COVID hit and they'd start, they didn't do drives for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then he wasn't motivated to get on there and struggle to get a spot like everyone else. And then by the time... Yeah. Went back, they're like, Oh, you need to take the written test. I was like, Didn't you take that with the class? He's like, Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, getting signed up for the drives was difficult because everybody that had missed them during the COVID shutdown was taking them. And so you don't have to do the drives if you're 18. Oh. <laughs> so, the son's like, oh, I can just not do the drives now. Well, we're not going to wait till August for him to get it. Well, his, my son already did the drives. He just has to do the driving test. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay easy, easy part. <laughs> Pick the band we don't know, all except for one bro on this show. Listen to the album, we're gonna talk about them. Hope you think we're not dumb on this show. Well, for the topic this week, we're doing an album topic. So we yep. picked an artist that we've all heard of, all of us. Mm hmm. <laughs> But we're not super familiar with. And so we picked the Jimi Hendrix experience. So how was your experience with the Jimi Hendrix experience? Meh. I liked it. It, it was, was a meh? It was fine. I guess we should... Uh, I think what we always have done is talked about what our expectations were coming into mm-hmm. it. So yeah. I- I knew he was known as like one of the best guitar players of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, which is interesting because he only lived to like 28 or 27 years old, right? He was 27. Yeah. Can you imagine what he could have accomplished if he'd gone longer? What were your first impressions or before your. Uh... Well, there's a couple of songs that most people know of his, mm-hmm. and they're good. Yeah, but they're like not really songs. my style. They're perfect 1960s rock. I mean, so I it. figured that the rest of the album would probably be similar, but not quite as good, since okay. they're songs that I haven't heard. Yeah, and I was pretty correct. Okay. Yeah, that's how. I mean, I rated mine one through five, and the three that got fives were the ones I'd heard before. Mm. For me. There was so, three none of them were really bad. So I for would me, listen to that album if I had it on, on vinyl or something. I'd throw it on occasionally. So for me, there was 
one so the album we listened to was are you experienced yeah and the the one One. song so i had heard of two songs on there i'd heard of purple haze and i've heard of foxy Mm -hmm. lady the foxy lady one's the only one i really could tell you what it was you know what it sounded like because it was in wayne's world (laughs) i've heard fire fire was what i'd heard a lot so well looking at the titles of the songs oh gotcha yeah, and it's hard to know. What I recognize the name Purple Haze, but I would not have been able to tell you how it went before listening to the album. Yeah, same. Um, there were when I did listen to it, there were several songs with riffs that I recognized, but mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with the song itself. I I went in with low expectations, um, just because first album. My my experience with because this was a 60s album right mm-hmm. yep my experience with 60s music was is just that it's really not my style i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> so i kind of went in thinking okay i'll probably you gotta listen I, I was, to more drugs in your system right i was thinking it would be kind of like kiss where it's like okay yeah it's listen to a bowl but nothing great but after listening to the songs for a few times my opinion changed. I there were quite a few of them when I finally went down to because I listened to it several times through before I sat down and wrote my impressions of each song. And as I was listening to it that last time to write my impressions, I'm like, wow, I actually like a lot of these songs. <laughs> so, which ones uh, were your guys's favorites? Oh, uh, the whole the, the ones that we all know. Fire is probably my favorite. Purple yeah, haze. I would Foxy say Fire. Lady. I really liked Hey Joe, but I don't think that gets enough play. I've, I think I'd heard that one before. Um, it talks about a gun and some violence, so it probably would be welcome on today's radio. Yeah, I I really liked Hey Joe. Um, I wrote I wrote down for that one. I wrote blues. I just like tried a one or two word impressions yeah. i got well a lot of the a lot of the songs on this album have a bluesy feel to them yeah um i liked how the, i liked the first part of purple haze i didn't really like the end of the song mm. <laughs> it just felt like it kind of fell apart at the end of the song it was um, kind of short too i thought it was longer than it was that was a short one i think the the manic depression song i really liked that one <laughs> um I, just I feel like that I, one was more vocal centric than like. I feel like his vocals were more in the forefront. Yeah, I guess for me, every aspect of the song seemed to come together just like in a, in a solid whole for that one. Um, the the lover confusion, I thought the had a pretty strong riff. It had that was very great, guitar heavy, is what I wrote. Some great yeah. bass um, guitar going for that one. Um, I wasn't as thrilled with the maybe this be love waterfall. Oh, what did you? What do you think about? I don't live today. Don't live today. It. I wrote down strange. It got very jumbled <laughs> at the end. Yeah, there was a couple or three that were like that. It's like it's okay, very this maybe odd. went on too long. It's very odd when he's when the music is like lowering in volume and he's. Talking at the end, uh, yeah, that was seemed, seemed kind of weird. Now let's do it louder. 
the Wind Cries Mary, I thought was very smooth, very yeah, boozy. Silky vocals is what I wrote for that one. I really liked the Fire song. That was great. Yeah, yeah. that's um, one of my favorite. For the third stone from the sun, I put I hate this song. <laughs> I put Supernatural is what I put. I'm like, this I is really could not stand that one. Yeah, it, it, had the, on my list. it had the slow motion talking and stuff. And I'm just like, do you have to be high to enjoy this? I mean, this is it just makes you go over and check your record players. What's going on? Does the speed change? <laughs> you have to listen to this while you're on LSD. I mean, what the heck? Oh, man, we put on that. No, it's not Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, playing a game at the table and I grabbed a one of the crisp Christmas albums that we bought, I don't know, last mm-hmm. sometime in the last year. And I pulled, there was two records in there and neither was what was on the cover of the oh. album. <laughs> one of them wasn't, wasn't Christmas related, hmm. but the other one was a Barbara Streisand Christmas. And I put it on and the first track I was like, she was singing so fast and it was like jingle bells that I thought the record <laughs> player was on the wrong setting. Play on speed. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Damn. So. Uh, I also didn't like the, are you experienced? Um, no, I, that's my yeah. lowest rated one. It's got some interesting experimental guitar work on that. Um, I did. So there was one part that I did find interesting um, in the background, there was a repeated like keyboard note being played. And I don't know. I thought that was cool. But <laughs> So, yeah, overall, all except for two, maybe three songs, I really liked the, the music on this album. Um, yeah, it was decent. So... With a couple bright spots. All right, let's get our band ranking spreadsheet up. I just opened it. All right. So the first category is band name. It's kind of spot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and from what I've read, um, it is an experience to see him play live. <laughs> yeah, I saw I, some of the stuff I was watching. Some of the songs on was were like live, like video of live stuff. Yeah, which do you look like you're quite the performer? Yeah, I'll give it a eight. Yeah, I'll go eight. I went eight. Okay, drums. They weren't very complicated, as far as I could tell. Yeah, they were adequate. So when I so when I went through and listened to them to comment on them at the end and making my notes, I was paying attention specifically to each instrument, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually thought the drums were pretty good. Um, it was only till I made a point to listen for the drums um that i came to that opinion (laughs) because when i was just casually listening to it while i was doing other stuff i i was i was thinking the same thing it sounds pretty simple but i think it 
weaves the fabric of the song together. I think so. I'm going to go eight. Yeah, I'm going to go six. Oh, it's six. And then the next is the bass. So I thought that was brought up a lot by some of the blues stuff. I really liked when they went bassy on it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was impressed with some of the bass work. Um, It's kind of the same thing. I didn't really notice it. Until Is I that Hendrix on bass too? Did did he just play the lead, whatever the lead guitar was? Or I don't I don't know. But I'd I'm like gonna to go eight. go eight. Yeah, I was gonna go seven. Good. All right, now we got guitar. Definitely good. I think he has earned that place as one of the top guitarists to live. So I'm gonna go to nine. Maybe. I think my expectations maybe were too high because oh. <laughs> I had heard that he's this awesome guitar player. I mean, it was good. But you but know what keeps me, me from 10? Like, what keeps me from 10 is listening to, was it Van Halen? Yeah. Like just screwing around at a concert. He like sits down and like puts his cigarette in his guitar and just starts doing crazy stuff. You're like, what in the world? Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to give it an 8 for guitar. Okay. I'm at 9. All right, the next one, singing quality. It's kind of up and down to me. Yeah, I was going to say, if you just that way. picked the songs that were my favorites, it would be pretty high, but overall, the entire album, I... Eh, it was probably I think it like suffers a from six. being a 60s album, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So... There were some songs that I felt it was really strong on. I I really liked the singing quality on the Foxy Lady song. That's the one mm-hmm. that stuck out the most to me. Um, but I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I was at six. All right. All right. Lyric quality. I'm not sure I listened too closely to the lyrics on the Yeah. That was kind of someone kind of weird. Like, okay, so this guy's probably been doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. writing songs. Which 60s musician that dies in their late 20s, that's probably what was happening. Um I don't know, it fits pretty well into what the 60s is. I mean it's yeah. not that groundbreaking for me, it was so good. Seven. Yeah, I was thinking lyrics like touched me six. personally. Like it's not like, oh, that was a lyrical genius right there. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give it a seven as well. That's your first non eight. I noticed. <laughs> 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 All right, listenability. Yeah, I it's could have it, yeah. I'm listenable. Totally right. I would throw this record on. I yeah. probably wouldn't listen to it very often. So, Seven, I think. The first few times I listened to it, I had my old headphones that are getting were getting very old and mm. not very good, and they finally broke today. Mm. And so I actually have new headphones. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got to open one of my Christmas presents early. Yeah, that's all we could see earlier. <laughs> yeah. And it sounded excellent on the new headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I And listening to it today, 
um, before the show, I thought it was super listenable. <laughs> so, surprise, I'm giving it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sing along. You know, there's a couple of songs that you can Excuse really me sing along. While I kiss the sky. Yeah. There's not a lot. Not all of them. I'd go no. seven. I would want to learn the lyrics better on all of them. Yeah. I'm giving it a five. I feel like you can sing along without feeling bad about was... your vocal like awesomeness because it's not like this is like Freddie Prince or uh, Michael Prince Jackson Jr. quality. Oh. Yeah. You mean Freddie Mercury or <laughs> Freddie Mercury? That's what I meant. Yeah. Freddie, Freddie Prince <laughs> is an actor. That always gets me every single time. <laughs> All right, windows Actually, down. I those two back to back on the radio this morning. They had uh, a Queen song, and then they had Michael Jackson. I was like, <laughs> uh, I think windows. Oh yeah, stay man. down. Frank, this for sure. Street cred all over the place. This is like a nine. Yeah, I mm. agree with St. Jimmy. <laughs> I guess if you had really good speakers. I don't know. It's so I liked the music. I don't know if it would be. I don't know. Okay, I think I'll give it a six. Okay. Earworm. Does it get stuck in your head? It never got stuck in my head. No. It's in my head now because I'm thinking about it. Right. But I would say. I don't know. Maybe. Foxy lady. Foxy. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I think overall maybe, I got to give it like a four. Maybe what um, ruins it is that are you experienced as the last one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go. Six. And then finally, binge-worthy. <laughs> Just something that you would listen on repeat all day long. Mm. There's not many that are like that. No, it's going to be like a four. Yeah, I've got a five on three. I think I'll go six. Okay. Right. Well, the scores are in. Mr. Pold rated it the highest at a 7.0. And that a, is your favorite that, band so far. That is my highest, a little bit higher than Gorillaz. I gave it a 6.3, which puts it in at second place for me behind the Gorillaz. Yeah. And DVD gave it a 6.6. He averaged Just us out. Third. Yep, that is your third highest. You like the per- Ramones and Gorillaz better. And then we probably have to change this formula. Yeah, right because here. no Master Z. To divide by three. Come on. Sorry, I was... Probably could be my number. It's going to be 6.6. <laughs> okay, 6.6, see? Oh, nice. Nice. So I hit it dead on. And yeah. that's the same <laughs> average as we gave Gorillas. so... Okay. That's not uh, right. That's I think not I would. Right to me. Yeah. I, I see that. I don't think I would have listened to it without being challenged to listen to it. But, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. 
I'll check out his other album, see if he gets better. Yeah. There's a lot of so, hokey things that happened after he died, too, with illegal releases and mm. other stuff that they did that was kind of a... But he doesn't care. He's not here anymore. But <laughs> So I, I found some interesting things about Jimi Hendrix. Maybe we should have led with this, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, appar- Apparently in... I think after high school, he got arrested for stealing a car and they gave him a choice to either go to jail for two years or to join the military. So he, I think it was the army that he joined. And a lot back then. Yeah. And apparently his commanding officer really did not appreciate him. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I guess he was always sleeping on duty. Um, just kind of disrespectful. Well, it's like he didn't want to be there almost. His fellow soldiers didn't like him because whenever they were off hours or, you know, off duty, he was playing the guitar even when they were trying to sleep. (laughs) And it sounds like they, so they gave him an honorable discharge after a year citing some kind of ankle injury, but I think it was probably because the commanding officer just wanted to get rid of him. <laughs> well, I've read lots of art or like military books, like Tom Clancy, nonfiction ones about and that time frame. There was a quite a split in the military because they were putting a lot of people that do jail or do military. And then right. there's people that volunteered to be there and they're like, why are you even here? Right. <laughs> if we go to war, you're going to jail. Killed. Yeah. So he died at age 27, which people have noticed that a lot of artists have died at that age, um, like Kurt Cobain and Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Yep. Those and wanted uh, to hear about the most. Yeah. There were several others, but I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But um, there's a little bit of a controversy on how he died somebody came out years a few years later um claiming that his jimmy hendrix's manager had 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 him killed oh <laughs> um uh that's what uh, the autopsy said that's he, hard he to... claims yeah he claims that he told him that he was you know that he had to do it because he was worth more money to him alive than dead or dead than alive because he was that doesn't make sense because jimmy was fixing to fire him as the manager and he uh, also took out a two million dollar insurance policy on jimmy hendrix before he died well watching the way he lived i wouldn't be surprised mm. <laughs> seeing it coming i guess and, jim morrison is one of the 27 there, there's yeah, actually yep, no. the 27 club yeah amy whitehouse yeah but he claims so this this guy, I can't remember who the guy was that was claiming this. Um, Nostradamus. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> claimed that what he did was um, like force him to take these sleeping pills. Um, I guess in the autopsy, they the, the doctor gave doing the autopsy said it seemed like he had drowned on wine because there was a ton, a ton of wine in him, but he wasn't not a lot of alcohol in his system. Hmm. Um, 
but he did. Where he said it died from like choking on, like he yeah. asphyxiated on his vomit, I guess, which is not a good way to go. Well, it, and what I read was his like entire esophagus was filled with it, so he kind of basically drowned in it. <laughs> or someone poured it in after he. Yeah, died. I, well, yeah, the thing with the. This guy that was claiming that the manager did it was also the one talking about the autopsy. and That, that would be was, suspicious to me. That, that he would have poured it down. You know, it was, they gave uh, him all these sleeping pills and then poured the... He was with the woman, too, at the whole night. Well, so... so but she had like, unconscious enough that she wouldn't have noticed? So what happened with her, because there, I read what she had had to say about it, you know, they had he he had been having trouble sleeping for several days, maybe a week before that, and um, they had gone to a party because he they felt like they needed to go. And afterward, and at the party, he I think it said he took a barbiturate or something. And so when they got home from the party, he was having trouble sleeping because of the drug that he took, oh. and so. He was asking his girlfriend for the sleep medication, and she wouldn't give it to him. And then she took some sleep medication herself and fell asleep. And I guess after that point, he took a bunch of the the sleeping pills, like 18 times more the dose that you're supposed to take. Oh. And when she woke up, he was... um, a sound asleep and she didn't think anything of it. So she went out and I don't know if she bought a cigarette or smoked a cigarette or something. But then when she came back, he was like, there was definitely something wrong with him, like unconscious. And so she called, um, the, the ambulance to come. And when they showed up, she was nowhere to be seen. The door was just wide open. And they found him in there, and they tried to resuscitate him, and it was too late. So, kooky. So interesting things with his death. Yeah. Also, but, Brian Jones, the original lead singer of Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. I guess so, I was just reading an article while we were talking about it, and I guess there was actual an academic study. Mm-hmm. And they actually came to the conclusion that it's. The increase in likelihood of um, death for musicians actually increases at 25 and 32, but there's really no statistical increase at 27 for any reason. <laughs> like there's enough young musicians that die that, yeah, you can get some pretty famous ones that die at 27, but yeah, if they don't fix their way of how they live, which they're artists, right? So that's, I don't know if that is because of their artist lifestyle or well, their mentality. Or if the artist yeah. artistry comes, it's kind of the a culture. But if they don't find their way out of that and you know end up sober, they can really uh, not make it very far. Yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jimi Hendrix did a lot or of drugs. Date Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess heroin was one that he said he refused to take. So. I I guess Me that's too. good. <laughs> There's a place that we can go 
Somebody has got consumption. Know it. All right. Let me get to my consumption. <laughs> oh, what? I I remember some of it before I get to the show notes, but I did watch Troll. Yeah. It was okay. It wasn't as good as Troll Hunter. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> um. There was. There seemed like there was something about the movie that bugged me. Oh, just so they have all this proof that it's a troll. You know, it's obviously it's a troll, Mm -hmm. but they keep acting like, oh, that's crazy. It can't be a troll. It's Mm -hmm. like, but it's (laughs) come on, people. It's a statement on the modern media. Misinformation. Less crazy could be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Bullet Train, which was I thought was really good. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Very enjoyable. Um, I like the little cameos in there with like Ryan Reynolds and yeah, Channing Channing Tatum Tatum and yeah. It was funny. So we were watching it, and my wife says, "Oh, I know who that is on the phone. You know, his handler." Oh yeah. And I'm like, I started. I listened. Was listening to him like. Yeah, I think I know who it is, too. <laughs> and yeah, MJ like, said something like that. She's like, oh, I think I recognize that voice, and I didn't until, you know, the reveal. Oh. Yeah, once what I listened to it, fight scene? I was like, oh, Sandra Bullock. Mm, I I don't know. I wrote the, the, the funny one was the one with the poison, the injection. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a backup? so i also so i've been watching the x-files um with my Uh family and we got to the so this would have been tuesday we finished season five and then on wednesday we went to watch the first episode of season six and it was like previously on the x-files and it's showing scenes from you know the finale of the season five Mm-hmm. Then it starts showing these other scenes. I'm like, I don't remember that <laughs> happening in the last episode. Well, then I recognize them from being from the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're like, oh, the movie must have come out between season five and six. So it's like, okay, well, we need to watch the movie then. <laughs> and I remembered that I had bought that movie back in 1998. And so I looked on my shelf, and sure enough, there it was. <laughs> I think I watched it once, like, back when I first bought it. Yeah. And so we popped it in and watched um, watched X-Files, the movie. There's a lot about bees in it or something? There is a part with bees. Okay. Um, the bees have some kind of um, sickness that they carry. and I barely remember it. I don't think I've seen it since 98 either, probably. Yeah. <laughs> And it ends with a there's a big alien spacecraft under the ice nice. in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I would Scully was Scully 
had been taken there. And then it goes right into Alien versus Predator, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's what I oh oh I also wanted to bring up that show Nathan for you again. Mm-hmm. That was the one that's on Paramount Plus, and it's just the super super awkward um, <laughs> guy that it seems more like he's trying to figure out how to do fraud <laughs> for mm. these businesses. And in fact, it comes to this point where he starts worrying about, you know, he could actually be charged and convicted of fraud for this one thing that he's uh. doing. Um, <laughs> Cause what he does. So what he did is he's got, he goes in to help this business that sells souvenirs in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And it's kind of out of the way. And so there's not a lot of tourists going in there to buy stuff. So he decided to stage it. So it looked like there was a movie being shot there. And he got, he even got a Johnny Depp lookalike <laughs> to be there. And then he was having people that were started crowding around, having them come one by one to be extras to go into the shop and, what they had to do as an extra was buy some merchandise. And okay. use their own money with their own money. Yeah. And they were only buying like a dollar or two dollar things, you know. Mm-hmm. So then he started putting together baskets and would hand it to him and tell him, OK, we you need to buy this stuff in this basket. <laughs> and then they would buy it. And then this one girl was saying, well, I don't want this stuff. I, can I get a refund? And he's like, well, let's go talk to Johnny Depp. And so he goes and they talk to this impersonator and he starts signing the stuff in the basket. So then uh, he, she can't return it. <laughs> but it's not a worth the signature. Yeah, not worth it's, anything. the signature's worthless. Yeah. And so then he's like, oh, so. I went to, I was a little worried about this. So I went to talk to my judge friend and he said, mm. yes, that is fraud. <laughs> and he's like, well, what would make it? So it's not fraud. He's like, well, if, if there was actually a movie being made, so then he decides to make a movie using the footage from these short transactions. Oh man. And so, and then he also tells them, okay, well, yeah, you made a movie, but, no jury's gonna accept that as a movie unless it like wins an award or something. So then he goes and sets up his own film festival. More fraud. <laughs> yeah, this is like, oh my goodness. Just doubles down the fraud to solve the truth of his fraud. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it just it got, you know, pretty ridiculous. But <laughs> and I think it's so it his parts of the show are scripted, I guess. <laughs> but a lot of the reactions he gets from people are genuine, genuine reactions. Like the people that he has on the show don't realize what show they're actually on. Oh, they think they're doing something else usually. But anyway, I bet, fr- I bet fraud laws were invented to protect the people committing the fraud. <laughs> I bet a lot of them were getting killed. Oh, people discovered <laughs> there was a fraud. And like old put them in jail instead. Yeah, or discourage like, the behavior. <laughs> right. So only watch the show if you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
that's not me. If you like awkward humor, then this probably is something that you would enjoy. I can only take probably a couple episodes a day. <laughs> and it's just, you just, you're cringing like constantly because it's just like, ah. <laughs> but anyway, I went on way too long about it. <laughs> so I watched Wednesday season one. Oh, this okay. is the Adams family. It's Wednesday gets sent to this school for misfits. And the other misfits are like, there's werewolves and oh. sirens and goths. I don't I, whatever. <laughs> But um, there's this creature that's attacking people. So the school for misfits is in this town that's full of normies that don't like the misfits being there. So there's some conflict there. But then Wednesday's also trying to solve this mystery. I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I'll have to continue. I only saw the first episode. Although you can see from my consumption, I didn't do a whole lot uh-huh. of watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we watched season two of the of Fear the Walking Dead. And so the group that it's following, they ended up taking a boat down to Mexico. And so they're in Mexico in season two. And there's some familial rifts going on and then so they're kind of in different places trying to figure out how to survive and uh yeah pretty interesting survival stuff i wish they could make a tv show out of that old mp3 radio show did you ever listen to that one that was zombies oh we're alive we're alive yeah yeah that was so good yeah that was pretty good and the last thing i watched was a movie called prisoners this one was pretty good. Um, it's about this. There's these two families that live near each other. They each have a teenager and a, like a elementary school kid. And they're getting together for Thanksgiving. The younger, the two youngest kids, they're both girls. They ask, hey, can we go to the other house? And they're like, yeah, just make sure your brother goes with you. Well, they leave, and later the parents are asking the brother, like, hey, where's your sister? I don't know. I haven't seen her since dinner. They're like, oh, crap. So they go, and the girls are missing. Uh Uh-oh. And they find this guy that they think did it, but there's really not much evidence. Anyways, it's pretty crazy. I, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good, so... Uh, Terrence Howard is one of the dads, and the other one is Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yes, very good acting and everything. It was good. It really, it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine if that happened to me. But yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Uh, so I watched the movie Solo. Um, the I really like that movie, or the space no. Star Wars one. Star Wars. Oh, okay. The Han Solo story. Oh, not Free Solo. That's what that one is. Or Han Solo. Han. Um, <laughs> the only thing that still bugs me every time Han's... I watch is the stupid droid. The Alan Tudyk one. No, that's uh the one that's in. Uh, that's the Rogue one. Oh, rogue. I've that's only seen Solo one. once, so. Just a, so that solo time? Yep. I don't know, it's just awkward. I didn't know you were like, allowed to watch it more than once. 
angry <laughs> droid that wants droid rights and stuff, and it's just very cringe. Oh, okay, I remember that droid. I didn't really care that it died. I was kind of happy that it stopped talking. <laughs> it uh, had a Wolf Creek syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, I like the other parts of the movie. I like how we met Chewbacca. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked a lot of it. I was, I was still not sure about the stupid obsession they had with fuel while they're making some of these movies. Like, <laughs> since when is that a deal? I don't know. Yeah, this is fantasy. I don't want to talk It'd about be gas like prices. If large movies. parts of the Lord of the Rings were about getting hay for their horses. For their horses, yeah. It's like who cares. <laughs> But we're uh, running out of oats. Yeah, it was interesting. The, but it leaves a bunch of cliffhangers. You don't know anything that and I don't think they're going to take care of it. Like at the very end, you see uh, Darth Maul. Like, OK, so he's the leader of Rising Sun. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't know uh, that. I guess I did also. I've been watching Star Wars Rebels as well. I forgot to put that on there. Mm. Um, based on a short video I saw where Obi Wan kills um, Darth Maul for, for good this time, mm. um, and I, it was very good dialogue. I was like, "What's this from?" I showed my kids. They're like, "Oh, that's from Rebels." I was like, "Really?" Mm. That one with the weird, like animation girl, and yeah, oh, like yeah, that one. So I'm in season two of that. And then what caused me not to watch a lot of TV was me picking up um, the 14th <laughs> book, The Dresden Files, again, after a long hiatus mm. on this book. And the last part of it was I liked it really a lot. I think there was a part towards the middle front that caused, I don't know, didn't catch my attention as much as this did. <laughs> and of course, then this one blasts right into book 15, which is about halfway through book 15 now. Um, in less than a week. So, in fact, I was reading it right up until the podcast. I was like, oh, this is the exciting part. <laughs> uh, you don't think he could ratchet up the stuff that happens to this poor wizard detective, but it just keeps on ratcheting up. Like, like it has to end after 17 books because there's no way he could... <laughs> I'm not sure how they, where they can go from there. So, uh, check out the Dresden File books. They're really good. I highly recommend them. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Losing ain't easy. No, you take it from me. I have spent my days wasted with everyone watching me. I wait for moments to be. Free. All right, does anybody have any nerd cred? David, he does. I do. What? So, a friend of my son's came back into town after he'd been gone for two years. Hmm. And he came over, and we I ran a D&D adventure for them, like old times. Um, cool. It's Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. It's a level one nice. to five adventure. It comes in a starter set, the new starter set. And my son has told me about it that um, it's uh, a 
good adventure. Star says like twenty bucks, so you get this pretty good adventure for twenty bucks. When a lot of adventure books are more than that, so I bought it, and um, I actually took the main island map or the, the your main place where you start out, like the town, mm-hmm. and designed it all in Minecraft. Oh, cool! Mm. Took a lot of uh, modifying terrain, <laughs> and then I was a good boy at the grocery store. <laughs> so I got to buy a Lego. You didn't throw a bit. Got, that's right. <laughs> so I bought uh, James Bond Aston Martin Lego set. Cool. Which was really fun. I've had a couple of cars now. I have the Dom Toretto like Charger. Mm-hmm. Um, also have a Porsche 911 one. But it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It came with a bunch of different license plates. So you can swap, swap out. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I did. All right. If you want to tell us about your Lego adventures, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show. You can also find us on our website, theengineerdyshow.com. We have a t shirt shop there, so you can sport some cool Engineerdy Show gear. You can get a nice hoodie for this wintry time of year. And watch us live on Twitch Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Are you experienced? Oh, just kidding. Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees
Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.